Welcome to the Producers Bank Podcast, where we share weekly our best insights, ideas, and thinking in finance and investing for producers in a world of change, disruption, and chaos. Welcome to the Producers Bank Podcast, where we share weekly our best insights, ideas, and our best thinking in finance for producers in a world that is experiencing massive change, disruption, and massive chaos. I'm MC Lobster, and I'm joined by Carl Schnitzer. Carl, great to see you again. Hey, MC. Happy to be here. I am really excited to jump into today's episode. Um, In my hand, I have a book called The Richest Man in Babylon. It was written by George S. Clayson. You know, when I uh, prepared for this episode, I just um, just basically just, you know, page through the book again, and it just brings back so many memories. Uh, some comments and thoughts, you know, as you prepared for this episode about the book, The Richest Man in Babylon. Yeah. So this was actually the first book that I read you know, starting my whole investment journey. And I I remember I was working at an Acme locally and there was a guy that worked there. He only, the only reason he worked there was for health insurance. He didn't need the money. He ran a company. He worked his 18 hours a week. That's all he needed for health insurance. And I come to find out from learning some things from him, he owned a pretty massive stock portfolio. And, you know, that was his niche. You know, he was not a gambler or a speculator. He was, you know, a professional trader and he told me, grab the richest man in Babylon. And that's what started everything for me. So much gold uh, in this book. Uh, one of the biggest lessons that that came out of this book for me, and that's why I'm, I, I thought we really have to share this with uh, our listeners and with our viewers. Um, and we share this with all of our clients that Producers Wealth too, um, is the first lesson that essentially is shared in the book, which is the most important one, a part of all you earn is yours to keep. And it ties into this principle of paying yourself first. When you are earning income, whether it be as an employee or a self-employed person or as a business owner or as an investor, Paying yourself first before you pay anyone else is probably one of the most powerful principles uh, in finance. Yeah, I mean it's I've I've always followed that myself, and I I come to think when you don't pay yourself first, you know the inverse of that is you're you're saying that you're not as important as the government, as your expenses, as your five hundred dollar car payment. You're saying that's more important to you than your own freedom and yourself. One of the first things that we discuss with uh, new clients is, of course, this principle. So often we do a review of uh, their financial statements. We uh, understand how they make their money, how what their current strategy is for protecting it, and their current strategy is for multiplying it. And then, of course, um, their current strategy for Uh, fending off predators and creditors through proper tax strategy, through proper asset protection, and through proper estate planning, is this concept of paying yourself first. And it just amazes me, you know, the things that I've seen through the years, 
that the most successful uh, people that come to us and the people that are our most successful clients really have this down. This is the first principle that they adhere to. They pay themselves first before they pay anybody else. So the next question then becomes, well, how much should you be paying yourself if you're paying yourself first? And, you know, what we recommend, of course, is you got to start at 10%. You know, you, I mean, that's the bare minimum. 10% of your income gross is what you should be putting away uh, before you pay anyone else. And you can automate that too, as money is being deposited into your account, 10% of that could be transferred immediately through automation into a savings account for you. But it's different. I mean, that's the that's the minimum. Now, as you have a more serious conversation uh, about this, um, I appreciate uh, appreciated what you shared because you said, you know, you're paying the government first before you're paying yourself. Now, I would also always say, if you're paying the government twenty to thirty percent of your income, how come you're not paying that to yourself first? So, if you're paying thirty percent in taxes and you're only saving 10% of your gross income, how does that make any sense? You should at least pay yourself the same amount or even more than you pay your government in taxes. Yeah, and it's it's a lot, I don't want to say it's easier than people think, but to set up the automation, you can set that up for anyone listening and isn't familiar with a sweep account. You can go to your bank, set up a sweep account where they will automatically draw 10% of your your paychecks or whatever income's coming into the account. Yeah. This can you, essentially what you're what you're sharing here is very important. And that's the uh concept of having an infrastructure built out on the back end that automates these things for you. So this isn't something where every single time when money hits your account you should be going in and then transferring it. This should be set up automatically. It should be transferred over into your sweep account automatically out of out of sight out of mind you don't even know that the money is there it's put away in savings and again minimum 10% you know the, the most successful clients that we have at producers wealth they're paying themselves first up to uh, between 40 and 50% of their income mm-hmm. and if somebody missed our previous episode savings will fund your investments but this 10% is not your investment that's going straight to a 401k. This is separate from that. Yep. This is something separate. And how much should you have in savings and maintain in savings at all times? It it depends. Um, You know, I always like to share your goal should be to have one year of living expenses for you and your family put away in a savings vehicle at all times. And of course, as the economy is getting worse, uh, and turns from a recession into a depression, um, you know, you want to have 24 months of, of savings for you and your family to fall back on. Uh, because unfortunately, life happens, right? Life happens. Bad things happen to good people is one of my, my, my lines that, that I always say to people, because most people think things cannot happen to them. Okay. Things can uh, uh, and 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 do and will happen to anyone listening. So mm-hmm. you want to you want to prepare for that. So minimum ten percent, 
of your income, that's your gross income coming in, should be going towards paying yourself first. Your goal should be to end between 40 and 50%. MC, that's ridiculous. How is that possible? As your income increases, you don't raise your, the, your living expenses. You maintain the same living expenses and you save the excess capital that you have from a raise or liquidity coming in you know, from your business, which increased profits or investment income that, that went up. What's uh, the principle in Nelson's book? As your income increases, so does your, the hardest paradigm to get over or something he says? Oh, Par- Parkinson's law, yeah. which we'll do an episode on Parkinson's law because that is just as important as paying yourself first. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Parkinson's law is usually when people make more money, they spend more money in a nutshell. Mm-hmm. But I think it's very important that we, that we do an episode on that too. All right. So what are some of the other lessons uh, that we can learn from this book? And as I just paged through it, there's so many, but I mean, one of the things that stand out too, is there's a lot of folks that maybe that are listening to this and think that are thinking, well, how do I save more? How do I build, you know, more, build up my savings essentially to that 12 month of living expenses or 24 months of living expenses. And there's actually a chapter called the seven cures for a lean purse. And the seven cures um, is as follows. I'll just run through them quickly. Um, and here's the, here's the preface to, to the, 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 the seven cures. Lo, money is plentiful for those who understand the simple rules of its acquisition. Number one, start thy purse to fattening. This, of course, by paying yourself first. Number two, control thy expenditures. Produce and create more than you consume. Number three, make thy gold multiply. Number four, guard thy treasures from loss. That's a very, very important concept, which we're going to do an episode about um, as well. Number five, make of thy dwelling a profitable investment. Number six, ensure a future income. Very important stuff. And number seven, increase thy, thy ability to earn. How powerful is that? We talked about that too, right? Of, you know, what, do, you know, and actually in our first episode, what do, what should producers be banking? Mm-hmm. Um, so th- some comments on, on those seven cures for a lean purse. You already know what I'm thinking that that meets all of those buckets, like all of those cures, which is uh, the your own banking system. Absolutely. Um, definitely check out the uh, presentation that we have at theproducersbank.com. Um, most of this fits exactly into what we're already doing uh, with creating uh, and structuring banking systems for our clients. Then also in the book is the five laws of gold, which is, I think, also very, very important. Gold, of course, being money at the time that the book was was written, right? You have to put things into context. Uh, Gold has been money for centuries. That's why they're referencing uh, the five laws of gold. I'll just quickly uh, read those. Gold cometh gladly in increasing quantity to any man will put by not less then one-tenth of his earnings to create an estate for his future and that of his family, paying yourself first, 10%. 
Gold laboreth diligently and contently for the wise owner who finds for it profitable employment, multiplying even as the flocks of the field. Uh, number three, gold clingeth to the protection of the cautious owner who invests it under the advice of men wise in its handling. Again, listen to our episode where we shared the, the, the definitions and the meanings of the terms and the concepts, savings, investing, speculating, and gambling. Number four, gold slippeth away from the man who invests it in businesses or purposes with which he is not familiar or which are not approved by those skilled in its keep. Only invest in things that you can understand. And how do you know if you un can understand it? You can poke holes in it. Um, and then number five, gold flees the man who would force it to impossible earnings or who followeth the alluring advice of tricksters and schemers or who trust it to his own inexperience and romantic desires in investment. So that sounds a lot to me like get rich quick schemes. Very, very powerful uh, five laws of gold. Yeah, definitely, definitely powerful. So if you haven't read the book, I haven't spoiled it for you. This is a book that you can not possibly read enough times. Yeah. You know, I think there's a there's a handful of mandatory books or maybe not mandatory, but there's a there's a handful of books that every entrepreneur and every investor has read, you know, and um, you hear it on every podcast, you know, they've read Rich Dad, Poor Dad, all the popular ones. This is probably up there in one of the top five for me. And it's an easy read. It's uh, what, 80 pages, 90 pages. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So, Any I final comments? No, you know, I wanted to wrap it up with a, a quote that I found in the book that is uh, applicable. And it says, men of action are favored by the goddess of good luck. So we want to challenge you to take action and the goddess of good luck uh, will favor you and make a budget. Make that sweep account. Make sure you're saving that 10% minimum. Absolutely. If you're interested in creating your own banking system, we have an informational webinar that you can access at theproducersbank.com. It's theproducersbank.com. Welcome to the Producers Bank Podcast where we share weekly our best insights, ideas, and thinking in finance and investing for producers in a world of change, disruption, and chaos.